Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Guys podcast. My name is Dr. Paul. In today's episode, we are doing another USMLE Coaches Corner episode. This is something we previously recorded from our YouTube channel, and I wanted to share with you here today. We will be talking about one of the common problems that our one-on-one coaching students are experiencing, sharing with you what's going on and how to fix it so that you can move forward with your own USMLE preparation without any worries. And if you want to work with us one-on-one or you want to learn more about how we can help you prep for your USMLE exams, don't forget to visit our website, usmleguys.com. All right, let's dive in with today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Guys' USMLE Coaches Corner. My name is Dr. Paul. I'm here with Dr. Stavros. Hey, guys. I want to welcome you to the channel. Welcome you to the show. If it's your first time here, don't forget to subscribe and set up notifications so that we can let you know every time we release brand new videos. And if you find this to be helpful, do us a huge favor. Hit that thumbs up button below. All right, Doc. Today, we're going to address a commonly asked question that is on the surface relatively straightforward but very complex to answer. So the question is this, I'm starting my USMLE prem and I'm completely lost. Heard it a thousand times, where do I start? Now, before we dive in, let's do this. Let's look at this from three different perspectives. Student who's fresh out of the basic sciences, a student who's, let's say, maybe been studying, maybe taking some time off, let's call it four to six months out. And then of course that student who's been out of med school, for more than a year, let's say someone, common scenario, has a baby, has to take time off, wants to get back into it, or someone who's been practicing or working somewhere else. We need to address this for those different students. So let's start with, let's say uh, I'm one of your one-on-one coaching students. I just finished my basic sciences. What would you recommend as far as a jumping off point? So, I mean, this is a great point. So you start, you finish your basic sciences completely. Um, I would tell the students start from the beginning, because if you have to go back from first semester, second semester, third semester to really start refreshing all the information, because typically you're in school, you're trying to survive, you're trying to do very well semester by semester. And then now you have to go back and refresh it. But many times students just do enough to pass the quizzes, to pass the tests and move on. Now you have to go back and review the information, refresh the information, and then eventually apply it to the questions. It's a lot of information to cover day by day, but that's why if you finished basic sciences, you would have to start from there versus the other ones we're going to talk about. Like if you start at the beginning from day one or thereafter. So you said start from the beginning. What do you mean? So what does that mean? Start from the beginning. So like first semester, whatever class they had, anatomy, histology, embryology. And, so you'd have And what are we using to to what are we like okay, so you're saying go back to the beginning. Yeah. But using what resources? Like how does that what does that look like? Well, typically it depends on the strength of the basic sciences, the foundation. Some okay. students might have to go back and use their textbooks, their notes, PowerPoint slides, BRS books, which are really pretty much more detailed than typical high yield, high yield books. Other students have the foundation. So all then they have to do is read first aid or go over their notes as well and eventually start doing questions. But the, the big secret though is if you don't know the material, you have to be honest with yourself. 
and you have to go back and relearn it because it's five semesters worth, right? You're studying, studying, studying. That's why typically if we get students to start from the beginning, you're able to practice and study from the get-go versus waiting till the end when you're like, now I have to study for step. We should be studying from day one, which a lot of schools don't tell you, a lot of colleagues don't share it, but we're the ones always implement and always say, please start studying immediately. Okay, so I'm just getting out of the basic sciences. I should start reviewing, obviously from the basics, start with anatomy, embryo, obviously you wanna build the foundation. How long should that take? And, and am I deep diving into everything? Am I sort of reviewing to refresh it because I'm just out of the basic sciences? I know you said it depends on your, your knowledge, but let's say I, let's say I got, you know, I finished with an overall average of 85. So, you know, pretty good student, yeah. um, which in med school 85, I believe would be a, a B. Um, how long should it take me? And as I'm reviewing everything, should I be doing questions at the same time? Should I wait until I've reviewed everything to start questions? What, where, what do we, how do we look at that? Okay, so we'll, we'll just get an average uh, picture. So if some student, if a student has a really good foundation, they did very well in classes, then I would say, okay, if you're home studying, if you're not working or doing anything else on the side, typically six, eight, nine, 10 hours, obviously as much as you can handle day to day. Um, I would say when you're studying, I wouldn't do questions immediately because you need time to refresh the information, read the information, understand the information. That being said, when you typically, we tell our students five to seven days per topic. And again, it depends upon how much you can absorb. Some students can't sit in a chair or sit in the room and have that discipline to study eight, nine, 10 hours a day. Other students study and they go, I'm just not getting it. So that's why it's kind of hard to tell everybody, this is what you should do. Ideally, you guide them and say, you know, five to seven days per topic. That being said, every time you finish a topic, then you could start doing questions. Because think about why we do questions. We do questions to, to, to check and to test our skill of what we know. Many students balance too much. They read, they do questions. They read, they do questions. It's understandable. But what you read, might not, you might not be getting the question based upon what you read. So that's why I would tell students to focus more on studying, absorbing, and understanding everything. And little by little approaching the questions because the questions are its own little beast. It's own little, sure. you know, it's, it's, it's just challenging it completely. So let's say I take a week and I'm going to review anatomy and embryo. Yep. Once I finish those two topics at that point, would you say I could do some anatomy and embryo questions? Well, it depends upon how strong the anatomy and embryology questions are. I would tell students, you could try to work on some questions day by day or see you might need more time to absorb the information. That being said, you could also set up time to review. You see, sometimes people jump into questions and they're either too nervous, too scared. So I would say, try to read a few questions and see if you can absorb and attack them. If you can't, maybe wait a little bit, keep reviewing with the information mm -hmm. and then eventually adding down the line after you finish topic two, three, four, five, jump into questions because sometimes students just panic and they can't really do them. So just so that we're clear, so everyone's understanding you're going to start by reviewing mm -hmm. and then you can once you finish the topic dabble in some questions mm -hmm. if you are finding that okay you've got a good grasp then keep doing them sure. as you continue to move forward with other topics right. but if you're if you're just getting you know crushed you're just not answering the questions because you don't have the, the information down you're saying as you move to the next topic continue to review the old topics, move forward, continue to review. And then once you're more comfortable and have a solid grasp, then start to implement those questions as you go. Is that pretty much what you're saying? 
Correct, because it's it's hard to it, when we work with students individually. Every student is different. Yeah. So some students feel that I just watched the videos, or I read my first aid, or I read my notes. I'm good to go. But unfortunately, you and I, Doc, as we know, every student is different. They take notes differently. They absorb things differently. So because you went through anatomy or biochemistry, for example, doesn't mean you understand all the concepts. So what they do is they go through questions and they get them wrong. But why'd you get them wrong, right? There's a whole different video for another day of what, how to approach question banks, which we make many videos on YouTube for already. And that's the whole concept. If you jump too quick and you implement questions too quickly, you might really get upset, stressed, aggravated, and give up. Whereas if you wait till the end, which you mentioned earlier, that's also uh, difficult to, to do because you can't wait to cover everything and then start doing questions because you realize you're not going to be ready for your exam after waiting three, four, five months or whatever it takes to cover the material. So find balance of both info and question banks, which everyone does it differently. Yeah. And I think that's an important point you you mentioned. You know, this is more of a generalized approach. This sure. isn't unique to whoever, if you're watching this or listening, this isn't unique to you. So it might be different. And if you need something, if you feel like your situation or your scenario is different, um, reach out to us because we can help you one-on-one -on -one, uh, with a unique plan tailored to you, but this is more so of a generalized approach. All right, so that's where we're going to start from um, the student who just finished the basic sciences. Mm -hmm. Now, just before we move on here, let's say someone just finished the basic sciences. They started, they've been reviewing now for, let's say, a year. They've done it all <clears throat> perfectly, just like we recommend. Yeah. You continue to study throughout your basic sciences so that when you take your school's comp, you're basically ready to rock and roll. Perfect. How does this student differ from the other student as far as where do they start? So you're 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 90% of the way to, to, to doing well on the exam. Where does this student start? Where would this student start? Well, in this situation, if the student has a really good foundation, right, you don't have to go back and really refresh and dig. I would start reading notes, first aid, if you have first aid, and then start doing questions because you might realize, wow, you know, I know the information. I've been reviewing every week, every day, every week, every month. So now I need to test my skills of recall. See, the biggest mistake that students make, they spend time reviewing, they spend time reading and going deep and deep and deep into the info, but they don't test their skills of questions. They don't test the skills of recall, of trying to fight, you know, have that sense of test taking skills. So that's why in this situation, I would tell students you could start doing questions, see how you how you how you're performing, and if you realize you're not not doing well because of content, either way you have to cover the material, but it's going to be at a not faster. I don't like to say fast; I like to be more effective and efficient pace. Read the material, scan through the material, your notes, first aid, whatever else you're using, and eventually realize you're covering the information not in a week's worth, maybe less. And that's again, every person's different. It depends upon the hours you apply, the discipline you have, the structure of your schedule. And then are you gauging how well you're doing with your, with your questions or not? That's all. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the other two types of students. So let's yep. say we've got a student out for, let's just categorize these together because at the end of the day, I think it's going to look pretty similar. Someone's been out for a while. Sure. One of the common questions is, should I take an NBME to see where I'm at? I have my own opinion on using NBMEs when you haven't been studying. Um, what would you tell a student? I mean, if they haven't been studying and they haven't been reviewing, um, I would say probably waste their, they'll probably waste their time. And this is why I would say you take the NBME, you don't do well, and then you're like upset. You're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't score well. Well, okay. I mean, you get points for going to school. You get points for absorbing the material. You get points for going through the content at some point. But if you haven't been reviewing daily, weekly, monthly, 
and say, I saw pathology a year ago. I saw biochem a year and a half ago. Okay, you saw it. I understand you've seen it, but you haven't been reviewing it. So why put yourself through this NBME torture of taking the test? So you have one less NBME to use, not score well, then say, oh, I didn't score well. Okay, then I, then you might say, well, Dr. Stavros, Dr. Paul, I just want to know where my weaknesses are. How about this? How about you just assume you have to work on everything? That being said, exactly. start from the beginning, attack a favorite topic of yours so you don't jump into the deep end if something you don't like to read and attack it week by week, little by little, add the layers together, work on questions. It is time consuming, but it's an investment. There's no shortcuts. There's no magic pill, everybody. Trust me, if there was, we tell you because we work with students each and every day. There is no shortcuts to this, especially. Yeah. Um let me let me think here. Students, oftentimes, when we tell them no to an NBME, because they're going to do poorly, and that doesn't do any good. And we say, assume everything's weak, which it yeah. usually comes back. If you are a student who's dead set on just seeing because you just need to know, I know, I know who you are. <laughs> consider doing one of the question bank uh, assessments. Of course. Um, and I'm not recommending you do I I, I agree with what you just said, Dr. Stavros. Just assume everything's weak. But if you're dead set on, I need to see something just because you're one of those people who needs some, let's say, analytics right up front, do a U-World assessment, and uh, AMBOS uh, assessment, do an RX assessment. I don't care. Don't waste your NBMEs when you haven't put in the effort because you need to think of NBMEs as real step one or step two CK or step three tests because that's what they are. They're, they're questions that have been used in the exams. And yeah. so- to take your exam without having studied, that's obviously a, a bad idea to start with, but you know, we're limited on the number of NBMEs and that completely changes the ball game. If we had hundreds of NBMEs, the way we teach would be completely different, right? We could say you could do one a week, but it doesn't work like that. So you wanna make sure that if you need to assess yourself, I'm not recommending you do right away, but if you need to follow that approach and when you get the results back, let's say just for the sake of argument, you've got a couple strengths. Cool. Don't start studying those first. Mm -hmm. Start with your weaknesses. Let's say you have a, uh, you know, this arrangement of strengths to weaknesses, and you've got a couple things here and almost everything over here. What you should do is write them out and whatever you're weakest in, start studying that first, because the weaknesses, the weaker you are, the more frequently you need to see it. Of course. Makes sense. Logical sense. Start with your weaknesses first. But like you said, Doc, you know, if it's, you've been out and you haven't been on top of this stuff, it, it's not something that just sticks with you. It's not like riding a bike. Yeah. If you're not studying molecular biochemistry, molecular genetics, all this stuff that's just super detailed, you will forget. You might understand and remember the big picture. I mean, you know, you can go years without studying physio and understand the big picture, but you're not going to know those details. You know, your PCT, your DCT, you know, the ascending and, and descending limbs and what goes in and what, you're not going to remember that stuff. So you assume it's weak. And would you say for those students who, you know, they've been out for six plus months, sure. let's say they don't have access to their class notes. Uh -huh. What we recommend in that instance, because obviously class notes are your primary number one most golden resource. Of Let's course. say we don't have it. So there's there's multiple, I mean, there's many different ways to approach this. A, you can, if you really want to understand every single concept, go back to the textbooks on every single class. That's going to take you a long time, but at least you'll understand everything. 
The other way is there's multiple re review resources out there, video series that you can purchase. Some are free, some are not. You can watch the videos and they can teach you, right? But again, remember, yeah, it's not a substitute of medical school. Medical school was what they did. Mm -hmm. High yield books like First Aid and other books out there, other resources are higher, meaning they're telling you, instead of the whole story, they'll tell you this is the, the, the key points. There's no connection. And then you have questions. So questions have explanations, but the biggest mistake that many students make, they don't take the time to really understand the material. Some concepts you can understand, some you cannot. But that being said, you need to be able to decide how deep do I go or how deep don't I go? So if you don't have your notes, you got to figure out what do I do to understand the material? Some students use one resource over the other. People go online, ask friends, what do I do? What do you do? But because what Mike and John and Dave did and used, it doesn't mean that if you use the same thing, you'll score the same number, if not higher. That's the problem. You know, everyone mm -hmm. has their strengths and weaknesses. Like I read First State and I read this info and I'm like, that's a lot of details there, right? About, like you said, PCT and DCT and a certain drug and side effect. There's no way you're going to remember it. But the more you expose yourself to the information, the better chances of either memorizing or recalling on exam day. So there's a different, many different layers to studying for the step exam that people don't really realize. There's no one way, Absolutely. do this and you'll pass. Just do a lot of work and study every day. That's how you pass. I mean, if, yeah, if there was just one way, then first of all, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing because we oh. just do one video and we'd be done. That's it. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, and, and don't forget, what we're tackling here in this video is not, you know, how to use a QBank, how to implement first aid. It's if you're lost, where do you start? Yes. And I think we covered that pretty well here. Um, we'll go into, and we've gone into, we, I mean, we've we've touched on everything at some point throughout the last couple of years. Yes. But if you are wondering where do you start, just to reiterate, if you're fresh out of your basic sciences and you haven't been reviewing, you need to go back and you need to start from day one and refresh yourself on all the information. Otherwise, you're going to be fooled on exam day. Yep. If you're fresh out of your basic sciences and you've been a smart student, you've been studying and you basically are in a position now where you just need to really reinforce and really master the details. Do what Dr. Stavros said, you can jump into questions, you can implement first aid. If it's been six plus months, you really need to start from, assume you are starting from scratch, yeah. get those resources. Another resource that you don't hear students talk a lot about, but is sort of a middle ground between, you know, your classes and your textbooks and your first aid, your U-World is, you probably know what I'm going to say, the board review series books. They're yeah. fantastic because they're detailed, but they're not so detailed that you'll never get through them. I mean, you're never going to get through, you know, the uh, Robin's pathology from start to finish. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we even do that in med school, no, no. Um, at least not to my recollection. And if we did, I didn't read it. But if you get the pathology BRS, you know, it goes Robbins like this, yeah, the pathology okay. BRS is like this, and it saves you a lot of time, but also exposes you to everything with a little more detail than you get in first aid. So it's really something to keep in mind. And one last thing I just want to throw, throw in here is something we've talked about a lot is as you're moving forward, no matter what stage you're at, it's important that you're constantly doing drill sessions, yeah. you know, which are just having someone ask you questions. You could do Anki if you want. I think audio drill sessions are way more effective. We obviously just put together some drill sessions. There's a link below if you guys want to check that out. And I'm not trying to sell it. I don't care if you buy it or not, but implementing drill sessions for our coaching students, Doc, you know this. Yep. We're seeing jumps on our, our NBME scores of 40 points in just a week or two of implementing drill sessions. And it goes further beyond that once students have gotten two, three months of drills. 
And the whole point of drills is simple. You learn something and then you use drills, which are just quick questions to help you remember big things. So if I drill you, ask you one question, it's not just always a fact. Sometimes it's a fact. What's the most common side effect of this drug? That's a fact. But let's say I ask you something like, what's the um, most common or what's the physiological process behind this disease? And you say, oh, it's, it's this. But then in your head, you're thinking of all this physiology, but it's only a two, three word answer. And when you do that and you implement that again and again, that repetition will help you. And so as you move forward, as you're reviewing all the basic foundational stuff, it starts to get um, fresher and crisper in your mind. Fresher meaning you can pull on this stuff faster and crisper meaning you're not looking at something in a question and saying, hmm, I know it's either B or C, but I can't remember. The reason why that happens is because you guys don't know the, the small details. And that's really important to take your step score to the next level. How do you get yeah. to a point where that's not a problem? You just know this stuff inside and out and you can call upon it like that. And so that's a whole different uh, you know discussion there. But you know that's just something I wanted to sort of put a cherry on top of this one. I think um, if you follow this advice, if you're lost, I think this will help you get the ball rolling so that we can then get you to the next level. Anything you want to add? Sorry, I sort of went on a No, tangent. no, no. You said everything. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> just one, one last thing is people need to understand, students need to understand, you know, just seeing it once or twice isn't enough. There's yeah. no secret behind anything. It's just it's the more people, more of our students are disciplined. They stay on schedule. They have more scheduled time to review. The more you see high, the more they see results, the higher results they have, the more confidence they have. They walk in, they take their test, they do phenomenal, move on. Those who don't implement review, whatever, however you do review, then you'll start seeing the information not being fresh, not being crisp. You can't recall it. And you always take picking the second best answer. And then at that point, you know, I don't care if you say, well, I knew it. Yeah, but you didn't get it right. Why didn't you get it right? And unfortunately, that doesn't really um, make a difference. If you don't score, you don't score, right? You can't say, well, I knew it, but you didn't score it right. So you have to review as much as possible. Just something I want to just, yeah, I just want to end with something. Of course. You know, I touched on, you know, you come down to those last two answers and, and yeah. you don't know it. You just mentioned it again. There's a lot of people out there who will tell you as, let's say I'm asking you for advice or you're asking me, a lot of people will tell other students, focus on concepts. Don't worry about the details. Concepts, of course, form the foundation because everything's connected. Yeah. But if you don't focus on details, you're going to get destroyed on the step one and the CK and the step three exam, because details are what help guide you to the answer. The concept is I'm reading the vignette and OK, I know what they're talking about. The detail is knowing, oh, they're 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 giving me a detail about neurofibromatosis. Let me go deeper into my knowledge base of those 40, 50 facts. Oh, there's the correct fact. Yeah. If you don't know those facts, then you're going to always come down to two maybe three, three is bad. Usually it's two. And I mean, at that point it's 50, 50 and the odds that you're going to, you're going to guess the vast majority when it comes down to 50, 50 are astronomically low. That's why students who always say, you know, I, I didn't do well, but I always came down to two. The odds like that you guess, you know, it's like flipping a coin. If I flip a coin 400 times and I want to get 90%, of the time on a that's the same thing as saying i'm going to go to my exam and i'm going to know the right answer students always i know they're i'll be able to figure it out but if you don't know those details all right guess what it's like flipping a coin that what are the is. odds that you can flip heads 90 percent of the time three four five hundred questions in i mean astronomically low like getting hit by lightning twice 
<laughs> you know, and it, and it, it shocks me because, I mean, we know this now because we do this, we've done this for so long with our students. But if, if you see this happen over and over and over again, you should approach the material differently, right? I mean, instead of approaching it differently, which I wish I knew as a student back then, we tell our students now to approach it differently. That's why they see results immediately. Students out there don't have the guidance. They just keep doing the same thing every day with the same information, not realizing, hold on a second. I knew the info, but I keep getting these kind of questions wrong. It's because when you review your notes and first aid, whatever else you're using, you're not looking at the big picture. You're not looking at those little details. It's like, oh, I know cystic fibrosis. Yeah, I know we all know it. If I present a couple of findings, oh, that's CF. But do you understand the mechanism? Do you understand little, little details that they're going to ask you? They're not going to ask you simple things. They're going to ask you more complicated things. So go deep when you need to. Very simple. Absolutely. And review. <laughs> all the time absolutely all right on that i think that was um i think that was a good one if you yeah, guys yeah. enjoyed that do us a huge favor uh let us know by subscribing yep. by hitting the thumbs up button by leaving Please. us a comment and um if we can help you in any way possible make sure you visit our website there's a link in the description below it is usmlyguys.com we really appreciate you guys spending some time with us today we really truly hope that that was helpful we'll see you on the next episode Thank you all for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that to be helpful. If you want to learn more about how you can work with us either one-on-one, -on -one, get access to our drill sessions, or our Step 1 or Step 2 CK coaching programs, don't forget to visit us at usmleguys.com. Thank you for sticking around. I hope that was helpful. We'll see you on the next episode.